Welcome to the first ever Dungeons and Dragons Let's Play. I'm Bryce, playing the half-orc ranger Fergus Bog, and I'm joined by Teddy. Hello, that's me. I'm playing a half-elf paladin, like I usually do in anything, um, whose name is Rokuzin, which is my MMO character name that I always use. <laughs> and... Matt. Hello, I'm playing a teeth, tiefling sorcerer uh, by the name of Morthos Volketh. And a surprise guest, Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I am playing a wood elf bard named Cookie Kebler. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and you never saw it coming. It's Becker's. Hi, I'm Beckers, and I'm a bear. <laughs> That's it, she's just a bear. And creating this wonderful tale for all of us to enjoy, it is our dungeon master for this game, Dungeon Mistress, Katie whatever, Katie Quixotic from the internet. <laughs> Katie, Katie whatever. whatever. Katie. Thanks, great. <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, do you have anything else you normally do when you kick off? Or? Uh, no, I, we haven't done this kind of thing before, so <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to you. So you all find yourself in a little town called Tanaba. It's moderately sized, about 200 people. It is halfway on the road between Tribor and Red Larch, which are known Faerunian cities. Red Larch is about three times the size of Tanaba, so it's a big it's a big village. Tanaba is a very small village. Uh, it's mostly it was cro it cropped up as sort of a waypoint between those two cities along a main trade route. It's a pretty much exactly a two day journey between the two walking walking distance um so pretty much right smack dab in the middle is this little town it's got a little bit of a local like logging industry but it's mostly just a place for people to sleep stop and hawk somewhere along their way on their trade routes and then continue on about their their lives so when you arrive you first immediately notice that there's a notice board sort of towards the entrance of town off the main road and there's a big like uh, gold-painted, filigreed, uh, fancy-looking, like, pamphlet almost. It's nailed to it, talking about the the summer festival that should be happening today. Now, some people came on purpose to see it, and some might be just passing through. Do you want to clarify who is arriving with whom or by themselves and whether or not you are here uh, intentionally or by happenstance? And we'll just start with Cookie. All right, well, Cookie, she is a Kebler elf. She is from a uh, guild of the Keblers who are very well known for their amazing baked goods. And she is out traveling to find new and exotic ingredients for new recipes to try out to expand the Kebler guild empire whatever thing. And she is pretty, sh like, a a small, smaller elf. Um, I kind of picture her as, like, Saria from Legend of Zelda or Karina of Time. Um, like, kid-ish size Saria. But with, like, 
pink hair. She's very happy go lucky. She's really good with people. So has really good um, charisma. But she is quite an anxious person as she hasn't gone out on her own very often. She's always been with like other elves that, you know, have kind of like helped her along the way. But this is kind of like one of her first times out and about on her own. Or I guess she has her bear companion, which we will get to later. <laughs> but that's about how Cookie is. How did you and Bear meet? Bear and I and Cookie, <laughs> they live in the same forest. And one day Bear just, they smelt some good stuff. So they came into the 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 HQ and was going to eat some things. And Cookie kind of swayed her to a different direction so that she wouldn't like go overboard and just kind of has given her baked goods to keep her like chilled out. And she just kind of follows call follows cookie around then transitioning over to bear you could tell us a little bit about where you're from what you're doing what you look like that sort of thing i'm a bear uh i'm a black bear so that's what i look like and uh <laughs> i i'm a hermit bear because i hugged somebody too hard <laughs> and i got kicked out of my and i an accident happened, and I got kicked out of my um, where wow. I was living. So now I'm a hermit, living on my own. Except I found an elf that feeds me things. Can I ask so. who you were living with before? Like, is there a society of bears? She didn't think she'd be questioned. <laughs> <laughs> like, is, sure. it, is this a town of bears that all well, are living together? Don't push it, and buddy, or you'll get you squeezed. Out, or are these other humans that just fully accepted were a bear into the their circus? community? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was from the circus. Okay. okay. Okay, that's fair. They kicked you out of the circus. Okay. Yeah, and if happen. I remember correctly, the the homebrew uh, sort of stuff that we're using is for like an awakened bear, right? So you're kind of like, so you're something between like a normal bear because there's like a, there's a bit of like speech understanding and stuff there, correct? So. It said just like simple commands. So okay. like something you could probably train a dog to understand. Oh, okay, so maybe not actually awakened then. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's <laughs> so great. <laughs> you get to just chill then. You're just know, for the most I'm part so just <laughs> <laughs> You get to just experience the story and every now and then you get told to go attack something. <laughs> You're like, "All right." And fed a cookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. So Becker's okay. really kind of is the pet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so you two arrive, we'll say first, um, and you uh, you are here on purpose. You're expecting this. You see the sign. It's nice and reassuring to to you that you've arrived at the right time. You can see that um, this is it's a it's a decent sized village, but it is very small in the grand scheme of things. You can see that it is definitely bustling more than even a city of this size would normally be. There are a lot of people here. Um, there is another little uh, sort of like like another pamphlet that doesn't look like it was made by the same people that's sort of like tacked on the notice board nearby. And it says um, it's got like a list of the inns in the town and most of them are marked off as no vacancies. There are two, though, that do have vacancies. Um, one of them is called the Nightingale's Perch. They have a few rooms left. It's owned by uh, Tabitha Brightgaze, as the, the little notice says. Um 
and it's got some quoted rates, like one one gold purse per night, access to meals, uh, a shared single bath, uh, one drink per guest. There's two beds in there. Uh, comes with the room. But single rooms are available for five silver. It also has a sign that says the Herald's Rest is a few rooms left that is owned by Alrondo Day. Uh, that establishment is four gold pieces per night. It includes meals, a private bath, uh, supplies for luxuriating in said bath, three house drinks, or two fine drinks per guest. And there's two large beds in those rooms. So it's kind of like for the people coming in last minute, here's Mm. two places that are kind of like left in town. Which one allows bears? Um, that would be a conversation that you'll you'll need to have with the innkeep because I imagine that would largely depend upon the behavior of said creature. Sure, you gotta sneak the bear through the back. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Or if it's perfectly well behaved, uh, it wouldn't be. So, in a world like this, where people can cast magic and create things uh, in the air out of sheer will, it's not altogether uncommon for people to have animal companions. There are rangers in the world who have animal companions. So, there's a difference between somebody walking in with, like, a wild animal that's caged and a creature that is bipedal (laughs) or even (laughs) just, like, super well-behaved and, um, like, obviously... Um, not controlled, but um, like well, well behaved and well mannered, trained to be in polite society. Um, there are spells that can conjure such things as well. So um, it, it might like they might ask for a deposit or something like that. You might have sure. run into that on more than one occasion, just in case. Um, but it's not something that would be. There are much more strange things that can happen in the world than you walking okay. around with a bear. Honestly, <laughs> the, with my bear companion. Okay. Yeah. Um. So am I just picking which one to go check out or? Um, well, right now, this is just something that you notice. And oh, okay. It'll be something it's like, oh, to I consider. have to check it out later. Yeah. And then you all, of course, will be heading into town for the festival. Uh, okay. So then moving on to next, we'll go to Fergus. You arrive. You see the same thing. Are you here on purpose or are you passing through on your way from one city to another? I I think Fergus is is uh probably passing through. He he definitely doesn't like to stay anywhere too long. Uh I'm going to I'm going to give the the highlights about uh Fergus. He I've already covered he is a a uh half orc ranger. I'm going to I'm going to slip in I'm going to I'm going to let Fergus come out for a second and let let him uh, introduce himself. <laughs> Unleash the beast. <laughs> <clears throat> My name is uh, Fergus Bog. You might you might know the story the bards tell of my parents. My mother was a princess from the kingdom of Farway. And after she was cursed at quite a young age to cause her to appear as a orc at night, her parents had banished her to the highest tower in the land until a great prince could rescue her. Unfortunately, my dad was the rescuer who happened to also be an orc. And, well, they fell in love, and me and my siblings were the uh, creation of that story. The things the bards don't tell you is that my grandparents weren't a big fan of orcs. And after they heard what happened to their daughter... They sent mercenaries after us, and after a 
long battle, I was the only one who survived. Uh, so I'm just trying to get out here, defend the kingdom of Farway, and get my kingdom back. But also, I'm here for the carnival game, so I'm I'm really excited <laughs> to win myself a stuffed toy. I think that's really gonna <laughs> help help, help in, in my goals. Wow! So, on your journey to um, like win your kingdom back, is maybe something that's kind of like a side goal, like making a name for yourself. And I, I mean, I, like- I I think I I for sure do need to be welcomed as part. I I need the kingdom to respect me when I I take over. I don't want them to think I'm a usurper, even though I am bloodline royalty here. I, I people <laughs> need to understand. I I am the son of the princess. I'm in line for the kingdom. But I want everyone to accept me as the proper noble ruler of the kingdom of Farway. That'll be that'll be uh, an easy transition, especially if you've gained some notoriety as somebody who's gone around doing good work. So yeah, it makes yes. sense that you would travel a lot. Indeed, there you go. indeed. Yeah. Okay. So lovely. What do you um, What do you look like? What are you wearing? Uh, I obviously I'm a, I'm half orc, very green, as as are my people. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, still have the proper, uh, robes and attire of, of my lineage that has been passed down from my mother. They maybe don't fit me as well as they, uh, did when I received them because it has been some years since my mother gave them to me, but they're still holding up all right. I try and wash them every month or so. Uh, so some nice finish uh, robes and and such, uh, maybe a little worse for wear. Okay, okay, I love it. So you see the sign advertising the festival, the carnival games that are that are noted uh, catch your eye. There's also talk about a fire dancer. That's some sort of like local folk thing that seems to happen very often. There are some. Um, some magicians who, some mages who uh, plan to do some sort of a pyrotechnic-esque type show once the sun goes down. And it's promising to be a good evening, and there's even a pretty nice place to stop and, and rest for the evening whenever rest takes you, since mm. you do see that those listings are available still in the in the town here. Uh, and then, so Morthos, are you coming here on purpose, or are you passing through? Uh, I am here, let's call it a happy coincidence. Uh, I noticed that there was a festival happening, uh, in a nearby town. And when people gather for festivals and things like that, uh, other, other folk tend to follow and, uh, around the fun times might be a little bit shadier of an element. And that kind of thing piques my interest. Um, I'm wearing dark common clothes, including a hood, so I'm trying to, you know, keep a low profile, but it is a small town, so I might stand out a little bit, um, but I don't want to necessarily be identified. Fair. You are relieved a bit as you as you approach. Having done your research, you know about the the size of the town uh, village. It's sizable, so it's not it's not small enough that you're going to walk down the street and everybody's going to notice who you are. Um, but in particular, right now, because there just seems to be a large amount of people here, it's a, there's an influx. It's it's full. There's you know the streets are crowded. People are walking shoulder to shoulder. 
So there's a bit of relief as you arrive and you see that the size of the town could easily have maybe even doubled right now just with the sheer amount of activity, the throngs of people that are here. So there's a little bit of relief. Um, you also see the uh, the like advertisement out, you're able to peruse the sort of plans throughout the day they have for activities and see the, the same uh, rooms that are open the more modest and the more splendid uh, environments that are available for rest, should that become a thing. Um, and then, last but not least, we have Rakusen. I think that's everybody else, right? Yeah. So, you, are you arriving on purpose, or are you just passing through? I am absolutely here to play some carnival games. Okay. Win some prizes. Yeah. That's the whole... The whole that like what else is life about, you know? Right, and and for as small of a village as this is, this particular festival is kind of known in this region for having like a particularly lively environment this time of year. So especially if games pique your interest, then this is something that you would have heard about more than once as kind of like the the place to be during this particular summer festival. Yeah. Um. All right, perfect. So, uh, what do you what do you look like? Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, I'm I'm a paladin, so I'm out here just being a paladin. I'm in up in that got all that armor on, <laughs> just bright shining gold armor. Um, I don't have like a giant hammer, or a giant sword, or anything. I have two short swords at my belt for some dual wielding. Um, what else? I don't know. I look like me, but like. <laughs> stronger and a l- longer hair like a good old like aragorn hair you know like aragorn shoulder length same color as me though and probably like a thicker beard you know and, and that's that's kind of where we're at Teddy, okay. maybe Teddy's a little really getting Let's into the role that. playing really really picturing himself it's always like do this is i'm just like ah, we're going with this <laughs> we're running with it so um the when you when you enter sort of off the main road, everyone as they come in at their respective times will notice that the the immediate area is definitely the sort of like market esque type district. There are a few standing buildings, but it is mostly more of like a transient style like bazaar where there are individual carts that are shut, uh, set up with like breakdown stands because there uh, there is so much commerce and trade that goes on as people are passing through that when someone stops to rest for the evening they put up a stand they hawk their wares there's even more now than there would normally be as there are things in um for the festivals like trinkets of the area you'll you'll see a lot of um they're like small small like carved out of wood or made from stone uh statues that look like a warrior woman holding a sword she's got like a shield in one hand and there just seems to be like that sort of a theme everywhere um go ahead and first roll of the game uh for anyone who came here on purpose for the festival um make a history check for me Morthos rolled a four. A four. Rokuzin rolled an 11. Okay. Cookie rolled a nine. <laughs> um, Morthos and Cookie, you've heard, you've heard of the festival. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, you don't know a whole lot about like the history of the inception of it, though. Rokuzin, you know that part of the origin of this festival surrounded, um, there, was a, there was once, although now the, the prim- predominant religion in this, uh, or like faith, I should say, in this city is more like Timora-leaning, there was a large, um, 
there was a large following uh, for Selune for a while. And since they track constellations a lot, um, the constellation that's most present in the sky this time of year is the Warrior Woman constellation. And it said that sometime long ago, there was um, some sort of like astrological, astro- astrological? Yeah, event that caused the stars within that constellation to glow more brightly than they had on other nights. And the people took it as a sign. They started off as like a a yearly sort of, instead of it being a festival, it was more like considered maybe a holy day. They did extra sort of like prayers and offerings. And eventually, as that um, caused people to come in and make pilgrimages, it turned into more of like a festival. And as that sort of um, sacred feel was lost over time. It's turned mostly into a celebration of kind of like the mid to turning point of summer where fall's coming and the harvest is upcoming and generally just kind of more of like a celebration of like the nice weather and stuff now than, than it kind of being more dedicated towards that, um, that symbology. So that's okay. something that's on your mind only okay. <laughs> as you're, as you're here. I mean, I'm not going to lie in my head canon. I was already like, I kind of, my character like grew up in a, in a town somewhere near ish to where he knows about the village and he used to, or knows about the carnival and he used to come here when he was a kid and whatnot. So yeah. Oh. That's my head canon. Yeah. So as you're walking through town, you notice um, the the remaining temple that's in the town is dedicated to Taimora. And um, the person who there, – there was an older human woman who tended it and had a, an acolyte when you were younger. And she has since left or maybe has passed on. And that acolyte that had originally been studying under her is now taken over. And they, um, they you know, purvey and take care of the temple and see to all of the, like, Timoran rituals and such things. So you also know that out front in front, uh, beside the the temple is a little, um, it's like a little fountain that's been built up over a naturally occurring underground spring. Uh, it's not, it's not a huge one. It's not very large. The, the pool of water itself is only about like three feet across in like a roughly round shape, but recognizing this water source, um, and in kind of questioning the size of it and the position in, in the city in relation to all of these like um, history specific events that seem to indicate that this town also had like a significance to some people. They constructed this well as kind of like a one of those sort of like toss a coin type of wells, like the Trevi Fountain style sort of thing. So um, you know that that's one of the sort of like. Every year when you would come here, your parents would take you there and you would always toss a coin in and you would hope for a good fortune because, of course, with Taimura, uh, what, what is the phrase? A gift to the lady pays threefold in gold. So if you're coming here and you want to play carnival games, you might want to stop there for a little bit of extra luck on your way. It's cute. I like yeah. it. I like it. So um, so you've all made your way into town. The different things that have caught your eye have been maybe like what you've made your initial beeline towards. And this was your first thing. You stopped here first because this was kind of like a family thing you had always done. So what are you going to toss into the fountain? Uh, just a little bit of change. I don't know what that is, but, you know, less than gold. A gold piece. So adventurers are wealthy. In, in the D&D world, a commoner's monthly earnings are about a gold or two. Wow. Not an artisan who creates fine crafts, theirs would be more, but a commoner who lives modestly well would make a gold or two a month. 
that's what it takes to cover their like monthly living expenses and whatever they would have left over. Adventures often have several months worth on hand, but that's because the work you do could cause you to die at any moment. Uh, and because your living is more expensive since you're traveling and having to buy everything out and people just pay, you know, for dangerous tasks like hazard pay. So for you, a lot of money is different for a commoner, but you never know when the next job will come. So, you know, if you want to be more conservative, maybe um, like a couple of copper would get you like a meal and a drink at a tavern. So enough for a meal's worth would be a couple of copper. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good amount. To, okay, to so like two there. copper? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, go, go ahead and roll a 1d100 to me. For me, not to me. Don't roll it to me. <laughs> Across the internet. Um, <laughs> so 35. Well, so you stop at this um, this fountain, and it's uh, it's kind of like nostalgic for you. You remember coming here as a kid, and this whole festival is something that you look forward to, and you're glad to be back. And nothing, nothing special has ever happened when you've done this before, but it is kind of like ritualistic and being a paladin, you're kind of prone towards things like that, right? So you come over, you take out your two copper, you toss them in, and at the minute the coins touch the water, there's a little bit of a fizz there, almost like a bath bomb in a way. There's a, like, it's metal and it touches water and there should not be that type of reaction, but uh, within the ripple is almost like this kind of like fizziness that erupts out of it. And... You don't necessarily, like, hear anything, but there's just this sort of, like, feeling that washes over you that's, like, uh, healthsome. Like, you're, you feel particularly, um, like, well-constituted today. Like, you know, you'd usually feel, like, healthy and strong as you do, but there's just something more, like, vital to the feeling that you're having today. I don't know why, but I immediately thought of, like, the the little thing in Undertale. What is it? A mouse? That's, like, your determination grows stronger or whatever? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I immediately thought. I was like, okay, okay, cool. That's so funny. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you're you're filled with determination. Yeah, you're filled with determination. (laughs) I love it. That's so perfect. So, the rest of you, um, whatever game it was you were heading towards, whatever um, sweet treat caught your, your nose as you were smelling around, perhaps... Um, you're your all making nose. your way and you, you're passing by this Timoran temple and you think like, hmm, luck might be like, might be good to have luck on my side today. And you see this man standing there. He's large. Uh, he's shiny. He's very like noticeable. And he tosses <laughs> these coins in. Um, and if you've been here before, you would know that people do this and, you don't necessarily see what it is that happens, but when he tosses the coins in the water, it's almost like the the sheen on his armor that's like that sort of like gray shininess that comes with any kind of like beaten metal armor like that. Almost like there's this gold glint on it for a second and it catches all of your eyes. You you notice this happen. Teddy? And it's definitely like it happened immediately after he tossed those coins in. What was your question? Teddy's so shiny. That's, it, that's all I want to say. <laughs> I'm very shiny. Not just like the oil on my forehead, but like yeah. the armor. You know? <laughs> it dripped like, down. It got into the yeah. armor. <laughs> that's how it shines. It really up. cleans the armor. Yeah. Seeing so the display of Rakuzin throwing coins into the water, uh, I take note of that and I begin kind of just following him at a distance. You know, see this guy in shiny gold armor just throwing money away. I'm just going to, you know. See what he's up to. Okay. I totally thought you were about to like loot the the fountain. <laughs> like I'm going to come back here later at night and just take all the coins out. If you were to go look in the fountain, there are several coins in there, and some of them are gold. Most of them are copper. Um, just so you know. 
Point of note, the gold sheen to his armor that initially caught your eye was a little, it's a little confusing because as he begins to like make his way on wherever it is that he's going, you notice his armor's not gold. Hmm. How odd. Interesting. How odd. Okay. Fancy lights. Uh, so you're going to, yeah, go ahead. Can I roll a history check to see if I also know about this fancy fountain? Uh, history or religion, either one, now that there's like something that's piqued your interest about it, whichever you think would be like better or more appropriate. I'll, I'll ro- roll history because I have nobility. I think I've got good history. Yeah, that makes sense. The education. I, I got. Here. I got a 10. Okay. So you look over the temple and you see um, the symbol of Timora. Uh, there's also a, a small like statuette out in front of it that... Almost looks like a little halfling woman. Timor is often portrayed in this um, in this sort of image as as like a small a small female creature, and so the halflings have often said that she's actually one of their gods that the big folk stole. But um, so it's very easily recognizable as a Timoran temple. It's common for them to have fountains out where people toss coins in. This one is interesting because it doesn't look like a manufactured fountain so much as just like a pool of water, um, and. It seems pretty normal that somebody would toss coins into a fountain by a Timoran temple. The sheen on his armor doesn't seem normal, especially now as it fades away when he turns and starts moving again. And you can see that his armor is not golden. So it's it's interesting. And this seems like a very like, oh, this makes perfect sense. No wonder that person's doing that as a Timoran temple, of course. Um, I I think uh, Fergus definitely like is piqued by by this. And, and uh, but then. He notices, oh, this is this is the halflings thing, and just goes, oh, halflings, and then and then just kind of walks off. He's got he's got some issues with halflings. Oh, okay, yeah. She she um she is celebrated by all races, but they particularly say that she was theirs first, and that's why she's depicted as being look like looking shorter, like a halfling would. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, which carnival games, or, I mean, if anyone else wanted to stop and take a look at, they could. And if not, I'm going to start asking you about carnival games. Carnival games. Okay. Cookie. What is the carnival game that you and Bear, actually Cookie and Bear, I should say, because you're together, so I'll address you together for the time (gasps) being. What is going to pique your interest most? Go ahead. Can I ask, is Cookie riding on Bear, or is Bear walking beside Cookie? No, they're walking to... I kind of see Cookie like leading the way, but Bear is very close behind. So mm-hmm. like I see like this really small little elf and then this big black bear behind her. <laughs> That's how I'm kind of picturing just this. Waiting for the treats to appear. Yep. I love it. Yep. Is Bear um bipedal or walking like normally like a bear would on all fours? All fours. Okay. So, and that is something that you all notice too, is like there's this golden glint out of the corner of your eyes. You all kind of mm-hmm. turn and look, except for Rokuzin. Um, who was the one who caught all of your attention. And then as you, the rest of you kind of like turn away, and as you turn to walk away from that Rakuzin, you all do notice a big black bear following uh, <laughs> a rather short pink-haired elf. And that's something of note. You know, it's not uncommon for people to walk around with, with pets, but the pairing of the of the small elf and the, the large bear just kind of walking around is is not the normal commoner. It is something also of note. Mm-hmm. So that said, which kind of, what kind of carnival game would you be looking for? Like a game of skill, a game of chance, a pie eating contest? Um, I definitely think Cookie would be looking for more of like the concession stand for sure. Okay. And or like if there's um 
any specific like like merchants from like around this area like with their own goods like baked goods or fruit or spices of some kind of like their signature stuff for her to try and taste and get inspiration for. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what she would be mainly looking out for at least when they like first get there. Okay. So if and that's I... anything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. So, um, so you're on, you're on the lookout, of course, for new recipes, for, for things yeah. to add, for new culinary experiences. And I'm sure Bear benefits from those as well. So while you make an investigation check to see if you can walk around, talk to people, smell the treats in the air, find where the bakers are and see what they're doing, where the, where the cooks are and see what's up there. Um, Bear, you can also make um, a perception check that I believe will be with advantage because it's based on smell, right? Yeah, I have to an advantage like, on perception that relies on smell yeah so you go ahead and make a perception check with advantage to see if you can you like you're here for the treats too and you know that where she's going is where the treats are going to be so you definitely want to help her get there i imagine we're both going in the direction of the smells Mm -hmm. yep so yep okay we've got a 10 from cookie 12. Um, so with your 10, you're able to, like, you're kind of walking around and you're looking and you can smell the cooking, but there's, like, a lot of the carnival games are offering, uh, like, baked goods and food as prizes as well. So it's a little oh, bit difficult okay. at first to to suss out where the actual baking and cooking might be being done. And as you're kind of, like, walking and you're looking around, Bear is like, Ooh. That way. Uh, we need to look, go that way. <laughs> yeah, basically. So how would you you notice that it is kind of like you are on the generally right path, but you need to like curve around this tent. You can smell it. You know it's coming from over there. How do you okay. gesture to uh, Cookie? How do you tell Cookie this is where we need to go? <laughs> a, little, a little bear whimper. I love it. It sounds like Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, it did kind of sound like Chewie. I love it's it. Like, I know that sound, and I'm like, oh gosh, we got to go check this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you're able to make your way over there, and um, it's it's like. It's like a food court, you're right. Like there's like this sort of like bizarre sort of area. There's a carnival game set up. And all, although many of those do have food as prizes, this is the sort of area where there's the like meat on a stick and here's your fried foods on a ring that you can eat and all the different sort of like portable ways that they have because nobody here has like paper boats that they give you things in. It's all here. It's all cooked as one thing. You take it and go. Um, mm-hmm. Past all of the like foods you can eat um, are the like piles of, of baked goods where there's like individual stands where they've got like yes. croissants here and then they've got pastries here and then they've got like kolaches here and different things like that. And it is, there's not necessarily like a baking competition here, but there's kind of like an unofficial people coming in from the neighboring towns to say like our small hamlet has the best little um like we have the best blueberry tarts and none of you can compare and here's our blueberry tarts and everybody will know that ours are the best so Mm. there is a bit of like friendly rivalry going on the air is still like jovial and everything but you can tell that there's like the people who are selling their wares are doing that sort of like ah well you know the tribor and fields have the best wheat and so our pastries are the the best in town can't get it anywhere else (laughs) yeah exactly Mm -hmm. So while you're there and you're looking around, do you think you'd be looking more for like a spice or more for like a fruit? Probably fruit. I would think fruit. Okay. More fruit. So while you're taking a look around, 
Um, there's one particular stand that catches your eye. Um, it's got a little banner at the top. Uh, it's just like a white flag almost. And it's got um, just like a little trifold pastry looking thing on it with like purple kind of like mm. oozing out the ends. It's like embroidered. It's a picture mm. that's been embroidered on there. But it's none of the rest of the stands have anything like that out. And while the others have like a bit of variety and dimension to what they're offering, this one specifically only has this one trifolded pastry that's got this like purple sort of like jam looking thing inside of it and there's a okay. line there's a line at that one um definitely got to check it out yeah there are, there are fruits that kind of turn purplish when you cook them like blueberries often do that but not a yeah. whole lot of them and it doesn't smell like blueberry so that's something that like you might want to get in line and see what you can get out of them you know for talk, sure yeah talk them into it okay so while you all are doing that um, let's move over to uh, Morthos. So you're following Percusin around. Right. Were you, you, you know, you, he's a moneyed individual and you're looking to see if you can. Exactly. What are you, what are you doing? Just keep I watched him, an eye him, on him throw away, uh, you know, a meal, a good meal's worth of money, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. carelessly into the fountain and then saw his shiny armor and said, you know, that guy's probably got more money. I'll, <laughs> I'll see what he's up to. He looks like an easy mark. Okay. What's the first carnival game you're going to go to then, Rakusen? Definitely the the mallet the mallet game. Okay, if, if yeah, that for is sure. A thing. Oh, absolutely. They have one. It's like <laughs> sure. it's very like you can tell that the gnomes were in on this one. Um, it's like it's like a series of like pulleys and levers, and there's all this kind of stuff that's like stacked up into this tower, and on the side is a little red. Uh, like piece of metal and you can see the big flat surface and then the like comically oversized mallet that's there and there's uh there's like he he looks like he's probably one of the local loggers he's like this large barrel chested man with a big beard and he's he's got his like uh light summer clothes on it looks like sort of like peasant sunday best sort of thing where it's like clean nice clothing that's obviously not work clothing but it's still just like simple simple fabrics or whatever and he's standing there and he's got like a mug in one hand and he's like looking out over the crowd um there's not doesn't seem to be too much of a line here just um you know you are far more uh like strong than the average person so being that this is sort of like a kind of like a remote area there's probably only a few people who would be interested in a game like this um but he's the sort of person that you look at and you're like ah this is another strong person like me no wonder he's doing this like whatever like it makes sense that it's him that's standing here like waiting to see who's going to come and be like excited about being strong like he is And there's a there's like piles of um, like neatly stacked in these little baskets, like um, folded baked goods. And there's like a meat smell in the air. So you can tell that like one of the prizes is a meat pie. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hungry. I just threw away um, a whole meal's (laughs) worth of money. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I'm going to go win this dinner. I'm going to go win this meat pie. All right. Sweet. Um, So you walk up. He sees you coming. Oh, hello, friend. Are you here to test your metal? Yes, I am. <laughs> Give me the hammer. Let's go. <laughs> he pats on the hammer and it's like he takes it and kind of like knocks it against the side of the thing and it makes a distinct metal sound. He goes, Haha, get it? Metal? As he like picks oh up God. the hammer and hands it over to you. <laughs> you know what? Not My reaction is not, oh my God. My reaction is, that was great. That's a good one, man. I love it. <laughs> I've been working I love on it all jokes. week. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I take take back, you know, wind up, 
swing. And then, I don't know, where does it go? Okay, so go ahead and make an athletics check for me. It would be the same as an attack roll at this point anyway. So 15. So you pick up this hammer and you go to make this like really nice, strong swing. And as you're doing it, that's like confidence that you felt earlier. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I got this. And you swing and you you hit down the thing and the little red piece of metal goes shooting up to the top and it hits a bell and it rings it. And he's like, oh, wow. (laughs) Didn't think that you'd be able to do that. And he looks like both impressed and a little like, oof, like... That like that was really obviously impressive, and maybe he feels a little bit like he underestimated you at first. Um, not that he like openly it. did that, but it was kind of like a the sort of impressed when you don't think that somebody was going to be able to accomplish something. Nice. Um, and so he's kind of like, "Well, do you want a pie or a pint?" Definitely a pie. I'm hungry. <laughs> he picks up the the basket he's got back there, and he holds one out, uh, or he holds the basket out to to you to take one. And they're like beef. They're beef pies. When you okay. bite into, are you eating it now? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find like a little little table and I'll sit down. And I'll okay, eat it. yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's 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 not small. It's like a good like pot pie yeah, size yeah. sort of thing. So that's nice. Yeah. So you see this happening, Morthos, and he goes over and like as he's making this swing. There's just this sort of like you're in tune to like magic, and it doesn't feel like magic, but there's just like something going on. Something's happening. There, there's like it's almost like he's vibrant, just, just, just existing. I'm out here vibing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't like it doesn't seem like he's casting any magic. You don't notice him doing anything. You're an you're accomplished spellcaster more so than most commoners. Um, so it's just kind of like, all right, this guy. There's something about him. You know, just kind of get that feeling as you're watching this happen. I'm gonna write in my notes. Teddy is vibing. I'm vibing, dude. <laughs> vibing, too. Vibing. Vibing. <laughs> When he sits down, uh, can I join him across the table? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's D <D&D>, baby. <laughs> Damn. There's yeah. like picnic, um, picnic style, like picnic bench style tables where there's like the big long tables and then the benches you can sit on. So you you find one to sit down at, Cusin, uh, and you you got your pie in front of you and you start to eat it, and then this individual in this dark clothing with this hood kind of like sits down across from you. Impressive display. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, what what brings you to town today? Um, I grew up around here. I used to come to this festival when I was young, so I figured I'd stop on by and uh, play a couple games, have some fun, you know? Yeah. So you're not staying for the night? Um, I don't know. I think I might. I think I might blow out of here pretty pretty soon. Oh, that's too bad. I was. Yeah. I was hoping to find a last minute room. But uh looks like most of the places are booked up. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, they say bummer in Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's sad, man. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought there were definitely still rooms around here. Hmm. Oh well. I guess I'll uh have to, you know, find another option here. Hmm. I mean, if you would like, good sir, you can accompany me to the next town and we can travel together and try and find st- uh lodging there if you would like uh i mean I that's fine you don't you, you don't do seem strong to. it might be good to <laughs> like have you around moment, boys. <laughs> trying to be a friend here and and you know morthos isn't about it that's fine it, it might be good to have you know okay. some muscle around yeah i'm not yeah, much of see? a fighter myself hmm you never know what you could run into on the roads that's true know. all right mm. all right okay Okay. Uh, but you got to buy me a drink first. You know what? 
I'm okay with that. Let's let's do it. We we can we can head off on the road. Well, I need to drink too. I have I have my dinner here. I don't actually have a drink. Like I did, I don't have a water. I don't have a pint. I don't have. I got nothing. So I'll be right back. I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab some drinks. So Cookie, you've waited in line. You and Bear are there anxiously awaiting to see what it is that's baked into these these pies that has this like really vibrant, rich purple color. That's just something that you've not you've not encountered like mm-hmm. heretofore. Uh, what would you say is the most, like, for your guild, what is your, like, piece de resistance? What is the thing that you are all famous for? What kind of cookie is it that you make? Or the what pastry? F- chocolate fudge oh sandwich my. cookie. Okay. That is, like, one of a kind. <laughs> no one can recreate it. Gotcha. That's the number it's- one bestseller. <laughs> is there a secret oh recipe? Absolutely. All right, mm. bakers. Bakers play it close to the chest. You can't have can't have someone taking your recipe. Then they, mm-hmm. you know, that's your whole livelihood. Sure, sure. So you get to the front with your discerning palate. I would say that you and Bear, since you're close to the source now, and you're looking at this very specific thing, you can now make both make a perception check with advantage, since you're an accomplished cook and because you have a discerning palate. Bear, <laughs> eighteen. Is this considered smell based? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something I didn't think I was doing today. <laughs> this considered <laughs> smell base. It smells good. It smells so good. It's you know that this is exactly what you all were here looking for. It smells different than everything else around. You can't really tell what it smells like, but it smells good and you really want one. Cookie as you're sniffing it. There is there's either like a berry mixture here that you haven't you haven't thought to put together before, or maybe there's some sort of like food that just you just, uh, you don't know how you might have missed a type of fruit, but it just, there's something different about it. You know, there's, you can smell cinnamon in it and you can smell mm-hmm. um, like a little bit of like the, the like clove-esque type, um, like pumpkin pie type of seasoning. Mm. It's not pumpkin, but the like spicy, sweet sort of like um, bits to it. But this okay. fruit is just really distinct. So the person behind the stall is this uh, tall, very like, finely featured elven man. He's got long brown hair that it's braided back. Uh, it very, very delicately. It's like intricate braids on his head. They're very well done. And even in the warmth of the day and with a bit of like the wind and obviously with the hustle and bustle of like the baking and the running of the stall, he's perfectly mm-hmm. quaffed. Everything looks like it's in a very specific place and he has a very tailored appearance. Um, tailored is the, is the like word of the day for him. He's got very finely tailored clothing in like a uh, natural sort of like browns and then some blue, uh, like accents to it. Um, he's got like a pleasant face and sometimes you run into, um, other elves who have a tendency to be a bit haughty, but he doesn't seem that way. He's definitely like got this like reserved air to him, but he's a very pleasant expression on his face as you approach. And he says, and how many would you like? Very well. He (laughs) he has like, um, it's like little pieces of paper, but they're very thin, like like uh, not parchment paper, like the little baking papers that you would use. I mean, he does actually kind of like he picks up the two and with that, so he's not touching them directly, and he kind of folds the paper over it, hands it over to you. Says that will be two copper. Okay. So you hand him over your whatever it was that you had to hand him. He gives you any change necessary mm-hmm. and just kind of like folds his hand, waiting for you to either leave or order more or do whatever it is that oh, you're okay. going to do. 
Here you go, bear. Have yours oh before you rip my arm off while I speak to this nice gentleman real quick. <laughs> the, like, the, like, really calm awesome. and, like, placid demeanor when the bear makes a noise and you go, before you rip my arms off, he's like... <laughs> Okay. You gotta keep it fed, okay? <laughs> I've I learned so. <laughs> so, what exactly is this stuff? The aroma is just incredible, and I just I had to come try it. Like, what? Can you tell me more about it? Oh, it is a a specialty from where I'm from. And as he's talking, you're kind of looking, and like you're an, you're an elf yourself, and and he mm. looks very elven, but his ears are just a little bit like longer. And um, his features are just really, really fine and delicate. There's almost this sort of like, um, like radiance to his skin that has like, you know, that elves live for a long time. So like youthful glow isn't really like a thing that happens for them because it happens to you for like 700 years. Right. Um, But there's just something about him. He says, it's just um, a secret recipe from uh, the homeland, you might say. Where's the homeland? Near and far. It depends on where you are. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. I will go try this out. If you would like to try to like coax it out of him, you could make a persuasion check. Okay. okay. I, actually, I will do that instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> persuasion. Wow. Nineteen. Oh, jeez. Sh- I am Cookie Kabler from the Kabler Guild. <laughs> I don't know. You've probably heard of us. But we are looking for some new and exotic things, and just the aroma alone and the popularity of this has really gotten our attention. So I would really, if you could tell me anything more about this that I could take back to HQ, that would be amazing. That's an interesting point. I have heard uh, of you. We've only been coming to this particular festival for a few years because the people here seem to really enjoy these particular pastries. Um, are you from this plane? Yes, I am. Hmm. Are you familiar with the Feywilds? As a general elf, you probably would be, like, vaguely familiar that there is, like, there are these mirror planes that in some way resemble the material plane, which is where you're at right now. And there's kind of, like, a dark version that's called the Shadowfell. And there's kind of this, like, weird Mm. vibrant crazy land that i shouldn't say that crazy land is a bad way of uh describing it like it's bizarre it's like it vaguely mimics the material plane but the time passes in different ways and the things are things that should be in one location are just somehow the next time you go in a different location it's called the fey wild and elves are fey creatures they descend from fey so yes yeah it, it occurs to you as you're looking at him and he's saying these things like, okay, fine features, kind of kind of glowy, the mm-hmm. ears. This one, this one's from the Feywild. So, okay, okay. Now, now, I'm, now I'm getting like what, you know, I get where he's coming from now. He says, I couldn't just give this out, but perhaps we can come to an arrangement at some time. Are you an emissary for your guild? Do you have the capability of offering contracts and recompense in exchange for recipes? Um, What I do is I just am like, I discover the stuff that could be good for the guild. And I just like take the information back. And if then the, eight, the higher up guys feel like it's good, then they will 
initiate that. So I'm kind of like that introduction, the introduction. <laughs> There's a golden fruit that only grows in the Feywild. Ooh. <laughs> okay, tell me more. This is that fruit. All right. Well, hopefully it tastes good. (laughs) (laughs) You get the idea, being like a business person, that they might be willing to sell you a recipe, but if you're already bakers, you probably don't need the recipe, but you need the ingredient that you might only be able to get through them. So there's a potential Mm -hmm. for you to at least go home and say, hey, special fruit, know the elves you can talk to. Mm -hmm. So it's given you something to go off of when you go home. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Thank you. Give me your card. (laughs) (laughs) Think we'll exchange emails. (laughs) (laughs) If you so choose to make an accord, you can come back to this town. We will find you. Sounds good. Thank you very much. (laughs) He just kind of nods as you leave. Fergus, what game are you going to? What's your carnival game? Okay, so I think um, he wants... He he has a feeling that just all carnivals are a little bit rigged, so he's trying to find the game that's the least rigged, the one that he'll have the best chance with. Okay. Do you think he would be more into something skill-based, like um, like an archery contest or like five finger fillet or like a card game or I, I think, I mean, he's, he's very strong. He's equally strong and, uh, as he has dexterous, dex, dexterous, dexterous. dexterous. Um, That's a rough one. <laughs> yeah. So, so either one would be good. He just wants to make sure that it's not like set up in a way that that's, gonna cheat him like like if there was some okay. sort of mechanism like the bottles are glued down or anything like that gotcha so you're gonna you're basically you're gonna look around and see if you can scope out which looks the most on the up and up right yeah okay why don't you go ahead and just make an investigation check or perception um either one uh well my investigation zero uh then we'll just go Perception is one, so that's a bigger number, and he rolled a nine. Okay. Um, So you're taking a look around, and you pass by a little archery range, and um, it seems to be on the up and up. They don't seem to have targets that are, um, like, at different distances, or, um, you know, the, the bows all seem pretty sound. They do ask that you use theirs, but as you're watching people shoot, it doesn't seem like um, this recurve reacts any differently than your longbow. Um, there is the sort of like skee ball esque type area and the like pitch the ball into the stacks of bottles. Um, you don't see any glued down bottles. You don't see, uh, like any like bumps in the skee ball that's going to throw anything, uh, off of the, off of like off of track. You do find the sort of like hammer swing axe throwing, uh, like five finger fillet esque type, a little bit more like hardcore area. It's kind of hard to cheat those games. It's a little bit difficult to tell what exactly it is even going on with this hammer game. Uh, it looks impressive. Nothing about it looks rigged, but then again, the whole thing is a set of like system, like it's a system of pulleys. So it's kind of hard to tell what might be messed with that. So maybe not that one, because it's a little hard to understand how that one even works. But 
in general, as you're taking a look around, everything kind of looks on the up and up. Most of the prizes don't seem to be overwhelmingly like expensive or valuable. It seems to be more with the intent of like having a good time. There's pies, there's, uh, there's like ales, there's little stuffed toys. There's, um, a couple of places have, uh, like stuffed, uh, icons of the like person holding a shield and a sword. And it has like longest ish looking hair. So you think it's supposed to be a female, um, but maybe not. Um, then there are like carved statues of that. It's not like anyone's giving away like magic rings or anything like that. So it doesn't seem like there's much incentive for them to really like cheat these. Uh, he, he definitely, I think wants to win a, a stuffed toy. So wherever that would be available. Nice. Okay. Stuffed toys are available both at the axe throwing, at the darts, and at um, one of the, uh, there's like a card table where you can play like um, essentially what is like blackjack. I think I'll go axe throwing. Okay. Okay. So you go over to the axe throwing area. There are several people here. There's uh, instructors. They've all got the diff- the targets like far enough away from each other that there's a person showing people who don't know what they're doing, how to do it properly. Um, and it seems like it's set up very safely, which is one of the things you noticed about that that probably caught your eye. Um, they have an assortment of stuffed animals. There are some little like stuffed dogs. There are some little like stuffed like these creatures that are really large and they have these long snout noses and they're really interesting looking. And then there's the like warrior woman-esque type thing that you keep seeing around everywhere. Um, so uh, most of the games are free. It seems like, again, they're set up for the festival and they're not intended to be like a source of revenue or anything like that. It's part of the celebration. So you're able to walk up and you uh, wait your turn and you're able to, you get t- two chances to throw an axe. And depending upon where it lands, you get either a pie, a pint, or one of the stuffed toys. And the stuffed toy is the big prize, of course. Yeah. So go ahead and um, just make like a an attack roll. Okay, seven on the first one. So you you, you lean back, uh, or you like, you know, you position yourself, you throw this axe. This is different than the axe you're used to throwing, of course. You have like a weapon <laughs> hand axe. This is like a small kind of like hatchet thing. So your first throw, there's like that orientation where you have the muscle memory of what you're used to hurling when you chunk an axe at something. And this one's lighter and weighted differently. So it kind of throws you off. Um, it like it like skims the outside of one of the targets. And it doesn't like completely whiff it or anything. But it's on like the outside and kind of clatters to the ground. It doesn't really like sink in properly. And you're like, oof, okay, different type of axe got to reorient myself and try this again so go ahead and make a second throw 10 there you go so you the second one you're used to the weight you're used to the balance it feels a little bit more um like you're, you're ready for what you're throwing this time and you're able to throw it and you hit the the second ring not the bullseye but the second one so for this try you were able to get a meat pie mm, okay yeah mm-hmm uh i think i think uh he he take takes the meat pie a little little defeated uh because he definitely was going for that stuffed toy and mm. i think i think he uh do you obviously look sad when they're starting to hand it to you yeah they're, they're he just he just kind of like is locked eyes with the stuffed toy and and just kind of like takes it like ha- he's got his hand out by like looking at what he actually wants he just kind of takes it um, and- so there's uh there's like 
there's this little gnomish man. I shouldn't say little, but he is. He's very short. He's a gnome. Um, he's kind <laughs> he's of like, a, he's, he's standing on like a stool next to these things and kind of like making a show of tossing out the the pies and the um, like stuffed toys at people. And he's just taken one of the stuffed toys off and tossed it at someone else who was able to hit the bullseye. And he reaches for the pie and he goes to like toss it to you jokingly. And he sees you staring at the other one. And he looks at you and he goes, you fancy an elephant? Uh, I'm more of a warrior uh, lady myself. You're a lady? <laughs> You're a warrior lady? <laughs> oh, you mean the... Yeah, uh, you, yeah. You want the... Oh, okay. The secret to throwing axes is to not think about it. Just do it. Just look where it's supposed to go and make it go there. Does it make sense? I think so. Why don't you give it another shot? 14. Oh! A little bad better. Yeah, so you go over, and you're kind of thinking about what he said, and you're like, all right, don't overthink it. You know, I've done this before, and I've hit people and killed them, but I guess you can kill <laughs> someone by hitting them in the kidney just as much as you can hit them and kill them by hitting them in the arm, so whatever. And you throw it, and it's like... It's not one of those, like, perfect, you could, like, thread a second axe through it, like, break your arrow type of, like, bullseyes, but it is in the center. And he's like, ah, I knew you could do it. You just can't think. And he grabs one of the ones <laughs> off. There's a, there are blue and green uh, of these, uh, these toys. And he kind of, like, reaches over for the blue one and looks at you, and then for the green one and looks at you and sees which one piques your interest more. I, I, I think he, he'd be eyeing the blue. He grabs one of the blue ones, and he's like, what? Catch! <laughs> Make a deck save. Eleven. You catch it. Huh. It's not fancy, but you catch it. <laughs> um, I th- I think, uh, so a little little side side secret for you. Um, uh, uh, Fergus, Fergus has kind of been keeping his eye out for a kid who, who's wanted one of these, and, 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 uh, and tries to, like, uh, slip it to them, or maybe without their parents looking. Oh, okay. Aww. So you take a look around. Um, you know, he he tosses that one to you, and he kind of like he kind of like waves, and in the same gesture, he's grabbing like a pie and throwing it at someone, and then he picks up a pint and pretends to throw it at someone, and then is like, <laughs> just kidding, and hands it to him. Uh, and as you like turn away, you see there's a kid over at the little like skee ball esque type thing, and he's just like. He's just not getting it. You look over and you, you kind of see like there's someone throwing darts and they're doing pretty well. And there's uh, there's a couple of like there's like, kids sitting around listening to stories and things that are more oriented for children that aren't like games that require skill. But there's this one kid. He looks like he's he's human. He's probably about like seven years old. And um, you look over just as he throws one and he's got all this excitement on his face and it pops up and it hits the outside and, you know, there's no prize for the outside. It goes into the outside ring and the person grabs it and looks at it and goes, all right, one more try, kid. Um, And it looks like not that they're losing patience, but that um, this has probably been going on for a long time. Like even base level insight of like a zero with your 10 passive, it's pretty easy to see the sort of person who's like, um, like pandering to a kid, trying to get them to feel better about not doing well. He throws it again. Same thing. It like pops up way over on the top. It misses all the inner rings and it slides down into the outside one. And so you watch this and there's like, they keep going with him for a little while, but there's like, 
they're not really like giving him any pointers. They're not helping him do better. They're just getting, giving him new chances and he just can't do it. And he's getting increasingly frustrated. Uh, I think, I think, uh, Fergus, Fergus walks up to him. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think th- th- is this kid eyeing a stuffed toy as well. Yeah, this is one of the tables because it's kind of more geared towards children. There's no drinks there. Huh. There's little like there's like little big pastries and there's like little mini stuffed um, toys. And there's only the dogs and the warriors here. Hi. But they're smaller than yours. Um, Fer- Fergus uh, walks up to the kid and is like, "Hey, kid, I I got this extra toy. You you want it? I I got nowhere to put it." He, like, looks up at first. You don't want it? Uh, I, I got, I got, I got nowhere to put it. Just, you, do you want it, or? <laughs> <laughs> he sounds so sad about giving this away. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I've been trying for a long time, but I can't do it. Hey, we... No one's good at throwing balls. No one ever does it. Like, why did they even make this game? I don't even, like... Right? It's silly. It's. I mean, <laughs> I tried to throw an axe. Like, it, this whole thing, I'm pretty sure the carnival's rigged. I got the toy. You want it? <laughs> I think yes. you need a life lesson here, kid. <laughs> yes, please. And then... <laughs> I am the... And he takes it and he looks at it. <laughs> Thank you. You you're welcome. Fer- Fergus Bog, future prince of Farway. <laughs> I wanted to wait until you were done with all of that, but like why did you turn into like a Brooklyn thug? I don't know. I don't it's know. been going that way slowly. Hey kid, let's get out of here. I have a charisma of ten. I'm not very good at talking to anybody. That's fair. This is That's me fair. like trying to be like Oh, I have to like I was just gonna kinda slip it to a kid, but no I had to engage him in conversation. Okay. You're like fuck heck, heck, heck. I could I, I could it. I could slip it to him fine if if I have to talk to him as I do it. I wasn't prepared for that. Okay. Cause I, I was right. I was hoping it'd be a situation where the kid like a kid was going like, Hey mom, I want that and they're like, You've got enough toys at and home just, or like, something. Quickly mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, run. Was, I was thinking it'd be something like that, but no, I had to I had to conversate him into this toy and I was just <laughs> you, you didn't slip it in. It's fine. You're right, you have a character. Char- yeah, you seem to be 10. able to find that most of the parents here are happy to let the kids like play the games try as often as they want because it's they're not having time. to pay anything for it. Yeah. Or you presume it's likely because they're not having to pay anything for it. Yeah. It's all kind of like free free reign. Oh, yeah. but but the 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 kid got the the toy and then and, uh after that kind of embarrassing engagement fergus just kind of slinks away maybe towards the food court yeah well this area is actually like directly adjacent to that so uh morthos it's behind your back but rokuzin you as you're sitting there you've come back with your what were you going to order each of you we like getting, a pint? we were getting drinks um okay. I'm like just getting just myself a water just because I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a paladin out here. I'm not trying to. I got to keep my senses sharp, you know. Um, you never know sense. what could happen. But I got Morthos whatever he wanted. What what Morthos? We'll just this is a fermented like, beverage. Yeah, yeah, fermented beverage. We got him. We got we got him big pint of that guy. Yeah, it's like the house ale. It's good. Smells good. It's nice and frothy. It's like yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah. They they have it. They have a way to keep it cold. So nice. it's like nice and refreshing Magic. on a summer day like this. Nothing. 
fancy, but like it's it's nice. It's good. It's not very hopsy. It's like a it's like a light wheat ale, kind of like blue moon esque. It's like really refreshing. Yeah. So you get yourself water. You've you've got this like citrusy smelling uh, like pints that you set down in front of Morthos. And as you're sitting down, you see this half orc off in the distance, kind of like awkwardly talking to this small child and handing the small child a toy. <laughs> and he's kind of got like a furrowed brow and like th- there's obviously some like not like anger, but just kind of like. Uh, like, uh, like look the on embarrassed his face. look exactly um and he kind of like starts like meandering off towards your your general direction with this kind of like that like that feeling and the look that you have when you walk away from an awkward situation where you're like <sighs> is he like walking by us like can mm-hmm. we let we like catch his eye and be like friend are you are you okay like what's what's wrong fergus I just, I need a drink. <laughs> we, I just came back with a couple of drinks, but I can grab you one as well. Come join. We're 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 drinking right now. Um, I I think I think yeah. For for after that engagement, Fergus is like, yeah, I'm gonna sit down and just kind of stare stare into a drink for a second. So so Fergus kind of reluctantly takes the offer and 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 i i get there. up as he's like you know sitting down kind of kind of doing one of these guys and i just <laughs> look at him give him a quick pat on his shoulder walk away to get his drink <laughs> and okay. then uh yeah and then fast forward come back here you go yeah uh so what happened to you kids <laughs> what do you what do you mean by that <laughs> they're just why can't they throw the ball? I don't. I try. <laughs> the axes. This whole thing's rigged. Back in far away, they wouldn't have this. When I'm, when I'm king, we're gonna have. It's all gonna work fine. When you're king? I. No. Um. Yeah. When there's better kings in far away. No. No. What are, I what think are you, guys you just up said to? when you're king. Oh, it seems better. like a what lot of the games are that? tailored for children and families that's you know there's just kids walking up and playing them i don't know i doesn't seem that hard and it's been a long day i've been traveling from afar (laughs) i'm used to things elsewhere then they're better there just how are you today uh a bit tired (laughs) yeah I, I haven't even introduced myself. My name is Rokuzen. I'm a I'm a paladin. How, uh, what's your name? What's your name, sir? Fergus. You can Fergus. You can call me okay. Fergus. Okay. Okay. Nice to meet you, Fergus. Nice to meet you. And and your friend? Um, I don't think I caught his name as well yet either. You didn't. <laughs> no. What would uh What would that be, sir? Don't Don't worry about it. It's okay. not important. Okay. I That's not I think shady that that all. that answer is enough for Fergus to go like uh and can I roll an insight check on him? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you being since we've already divulged your background, uh, you are obviously trying to be clandestine. Um, you can go ahead and make a deception check. Uh, but it's not 14. that you're necessarily like outright lying. It's that right. you're hoping by like the force of your answer just like choose makes him choose not to like delve further into it or anything. Ooh. I rolled a sixteen. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, he says, ah, it's not important. And you're like, I don't agree with that. And he kind of like looks over at you and he's just got this like this this really, you know, for tiefling, um, because sometimes the the horns and everything can be a little bit like fearsome for some people. But you're half orc. Like you look over and he's just got like a pleasant expression on his face and he just seems like such an amenable fellow. Like, you know what? What are names? Names are just sounds that I make to get your attention, right? Like, eh. <laughs> who needs a name? That's fine. Okay. Right. He just kind of like uh, grunts and and just kind of focuses on his drink, still kind of defeated from the the engagement, both with the axe man and with with the small child. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So so the day goes on. Um, you you have the opportunity to, to play other games if you so choose. Um, does anyone else want to stop by the fountain? Um, not saying that you have to, but like going to kind of like monologue through the rest of the day's events. So I want to ask Rakuzin uh, if he feels if he's a superstitious guy because I've okay. noticed the uh, kind of aura. Um... I'm not superstitious, but I would say I'm a little stitious. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that was the answer I was hoping. In all reality, though, that is actually kind of it's like I'm not I'm not superstitious. Like I, I, I'm not I'm not crazy about a lot of that stuff. But like there's a there's a little bit of respect for it for sure. Absolutely. And then I say, yeah, well, I have a feeling today is going to be a lucky day for you. Oh, why do you why do you say that? You just have a feeling. That's that's all I have to say about that. Okay, man, a few words. I respect it. Ferg- Fergus looks him in the the eye and says, "You're fucking weird, dude." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. What, what do you say? What do you say back, Morth? I'm not the giant green <laughs> guy handing kids toys. <laughs> he, he does have a point. That's that point. Why, why are you bringing my race into this? Oh, shit. <laughs> shit, you're right. You're right. Oh, There's a little God. racist, I'm random, unnamed guy. I'm not out that you're a, like, a tiefling. You're at just a point, weird yeah, dude. I, I pull my hood back, and I just kind of snarl at him because of my horns and my teeth. Oh, can we do an intimidation off? Cause <laughs> not, I'm pretty... not intimidation so much as just, like, hey, man. It's not being racist. Look at me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've got it off too. I feel. I feel like at that point, you guys both have this little exchange, and then there's kind of a little stare off, and then some respect. You know. Uh, yeah, you touch. You do the chin thing. What color tiefling are you, by the way? I'm a uh, deepish purple, mm. like in the blue purple, but tending yeah. towards black. Fergus just kind of grunts and goes, "Huh." All right, well, that's, uh, you two are very interesting drinking companions, that's for sure. <laughs> like I said, it's going to be, it's a lucky day for you. They got, they got dessert at this carnival, or what's, are we eating more? Um, I don't know if there are any, any sweets. I, I could go take a look around. I could, I could use a dessert. I haven't had one in a while. Like, I haven't had a good, a good cookie in a while, you know? <laughs> That's what I really feel like I need. Maybe maybe a good chocolate fudge cookie or something. Cookie? 
<laughs> and then she runs. <laughs> like someone's calling my name. <laughs> Someone wants a yeah, cookie what, somewhere. What was that sound? You turn around and you see a slightly short uh, elf. You know, you know, the the wooden elves, which she's easily recognizable as, um, aren't necessarily as tall as like high elves, but she's particularly short, even for a wood elf. Um, followed by a bear. Sir, I heard you said that you were looking for a chocolate fudge cookie. Well, I can help you with that. Oh, can you? I would. Yes. I would love. I always a good have some chocolate. on me. I am a Kabler elf, as you oh. can, as you can see. Oh wow! Yeah, I've heard of. I've heard tales of the the Kabler dynasty of their chocolate fudge cookies. I've always Absolutely. wanted to try one, but I've never gotten the chance. This is amazing. Well, it, it is your lucky day. Here you go. Have oh, some Kabler cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind bear. And then I, ju- I just make a little face of like, oh, this is that bear. You just keep bear fed okay. and bear will be then... happy. Oh, okay, cool. So don't, know... don't mind her. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me just take this. Uh, do you happen to have two others for my companions here as well? Oh, absolutely. There's more than the more than awesome. enough to share. Uh, what was your name? I don't know if I I am Cookie it. Kabler. Oh, wow. That's that's uh that's really uh g- I know convenient. when you said cookie I was like he's calling my name. Oh wow, look at that. Uh <laughs> this is my this is my friend uh Ferguson here, I believe. Fer- no, it's Fer- Ferguson, nice to meet you, Ferguson. I'm cookie. Fergus. Fergus. Bog. Okay. Added a oh, little Fergus. O-N at the end. It's oh, just Fergus. Remember there we go. Very nice to meet you. The name, it's a it's a noble na- It's Fergus. Okay. Okay. Okay, so this is Fergus, and this is our other uh, creepy friend who doesn't want to tell us his name. <laughs> creepy friend. Nice to meet you, creepy friend. The bear can have my cookie. Oh, that's, that's, that's nice you go, of bear. you, creepy friend. Thank you. Happy bear sounds. <laughs> Come on, Beckers. Come on. <laughs> Give it to us. Give us those authentic <laughs> Beckers noises. <laughs> nope, that was Wait. it. <laughs> just, just asterisks. Happy bear noises. <laughs> <laughs> Might we join you? We are looking for a place to sit. We've got these amazing exotic desserts from a from a a, a stand over there. Yeah, absolutely. And we need a place sure. to sit. Yeah, for Great, sure. Thanks. Absolutely. Sit down. We're uh we're trying to talk here. Our creepy friend doesn't want to tell us much about it himself. But uh ah, okay. Fergus, where do you where do you come uh, from? For a clarification, I think I'm sitting next to uh Roku. Um, I thought you were sitting next to <laughs> I thought next no. to... Rakuzin's across from us and yeah, we're sit- Fergus and Marthus are sitting next to each other. Okay, I figured you guys were sitting across from each other. Right. And then I we would were, sit yeah. next to next to the paladin. That's fine because oh, right. because then I'm looking across the, okay. the yeah uh, oh yeah from for each the other. intimidation thing yeah yeah for so, the weird stare off yeah See, I thought we were sitting next to each other and just kind of like that would be <laughs> yeah. that would yeah, be I, very I, I intimate thought so too I thought you were literally like no I I pictured us across the table uh so that's <laughs> that's where my sitting arrangements are okay <laughs> um where's where's Cookie where's Cookie uh placing herself. Probably next to creepy friend. Sure, like I'll sit next there. to creepy friend. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> he looks awfully lonely on that side of the table. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Cookie. I don't know why. For uh, recusing keeps calling me creepy. Hey I'd man, actually, you uh, haven't given us a name. You're acting a little aloof. So like, so far, I gotta, I've I gotta been give nothing to but pleasant you. to you. I, you know, gave the bear my cookie. 
Yeah, I was going to say, when you gave me the cookie, I'm picturing like in Sims with the little friendship thing with the two plus signs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll just go with cloaked friend. Is that is that okay? Is that more that fits your mystery friend? Sure. The cloaked one. That has a nice sound to it. Cloaked one? Cloaked okay. one? Okay. okay. I like it. I like it. I will um, sit next to the cloaked one. So yeah, Fergus, where do, you, where do you come from? What brings you here today? I'm, I'm from the swamplands uh, far, far away. Um, I'm, just, I'm just traveling through. Uh, I need some food, some rest. You know, I'm just here for, for the day while I make my way elsewhere. Nice. Nice. Well, you, well, you came across a nice little, uh, a nice festival here to not just give you some food, but also some entertainment. Absolutely. Are Are you gonna do a card trick? Are you the entertainment? No, but like, I mean, there's games. There's this. Stuff there's gonna like be that some stuff here. going on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Uh, I I just I when you brought up entertainment, I thought I thought you were the. No, no. I'm not the entertainment. Oh, is it is it this guy? Is is that uh, is that why he's got the cl- is he like a a magician? Are you is that are you gonna do some card? Is it someone's gonna do card tricks? Right, I have. I'm cards. not a magician. <laughs> yes, I am a magic user. Yes, I understand the arcane. I am not a magician. What what can mm. can you make some like sparkles? I always wanted to. I always wanted to see a, a mage who could do some sparkles, but they're always like, oh, I can talk to animals and. And like I can make vines grow. I've never seen a sparkle one. Do you? Do you do it? If will you shut up if I do? Yes. I mean, <laughs> all right. No, probably not. But please, I'm gonna cast prestidigitation. <laughs> prestidigitation. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna make yeah some sparkles with a like you know kind of shiny residue after the fact you know as slowly dissipates yeah like a little firework nice what color is it bear is alarmed uh golden <laughs> golden <laughs> sparkles bear is alarmed it's like, bear don't worry don't worry it's okay did you eat your exotic dessert bear how is that is that good i, I ate it already okay. i already forgot well, it. here have another cookie bear okay did you try yours as well cookie the dessert not yet, yet. Okay. i haven't yet there, uh, when you were when you ate the pastry, depending upon how quickly you might have eaten it or whether you savored it or not, you also, as you smelled, um, like you when you first smelled it, you weren't sure exactly what it was. It smelled good. You picked up on like the cinnamon and the kind of like um, like fall seasoning, sort of like uh, scent or excuse me, yeah, the scent that you had like couldn't place earlier. Uh, but then the fruit itself is like. It's still warm. Now it's summer, uh, and those were sitting, like, you know, they're outside in the sun. But this is, like, it's almost like it still tastes fresh-baked. Like, they just put it out of the oven, and it's cooled just enough to be, like, edible without it, like, hurting you. Like, it's, it's like, a warm, pleasantly warm. And there's this, like, combination of, like, plum and blackberry and a few other fruits that seem to be kind of, like, mixed up together that has this really sort of, like, mellow... Um, mellow but spicy combination it is unlike anything you have ever had anything Mm. and when you eat it that's what it'll taste like to you cookie wow cookie eats it and she absolutely loves it she's so ecstatic and excited to report her findings to hq when she goes back to the forest (laughs) 
It's like, you guys, if you haven't tried this, you got to try some. It's amazing. It's at the stall over there with the long line. So I'd say your trip was a success. Yeah, I, I think I think Time Fergus. To go home. <laughs> I think... Gotta stay for the entertainment. We've done our job now. We can have fun now. Um. Yeah. It's just you. Just gotta find one recipe, and then you're not, you're gonna go home. I mean, this one's out of this world. So I mean, why it look anymore? It, it literally is yeah. out of this world. Well, you don't know that, but yeah, but um... <laughs> or Fergus doesn't know yeah. that. I yeah. think I think uh, mm-hmm. Fer- Fergus was just like ooh ah when he does the sparkles, but then uh, he 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 saw um the the like enjoyment on uh, Cookie's face as she uh, ate the baked good um, catches his eye, and he he kind of notices the the uh, the I, I assume they're like you're dressed in a way that would indicate that you're a, a Kebler elf. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of goes like. I I know of your people. Your 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 guild is is known throughout the lands, and you you have a a very noble reputation. I thank I, you. I, I respect your people very much. Well, thank you very much, Fergus. It's very nice of you to say so. Look at that, making friends already. <laughs> what what's what's with, what's with the bear? Oh, that's bear. She's my friend. She just kind of follows me and I feed her things. And she protects me when I need it. Can you understand, Bear? A little bit here and there. Yeah, I can talk to animals. Oh, wow. That's really... I have to cast a spell, though. Mm, can, <laughs> can you... But we have a general understanding. We've been h- hanging out together for a while. You, you, do, you do the spells, too? You, you spells? Well, yeah, I'm an elf. I have <laughs> um, a little bit of magic. Uh, can you? Can you do sparkles? <laughs> Have you noticed no. anything weird going on today? Um, elf. I call you Elf. You call me Elf? <laughs> if that's not clear you... enough. Why are you so obsessed with everybody's race? <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with everybody's name? Mork. Mm, got a good point. <laughs> I mean, there definitely has been like a vibe in the air. I don't know. Maybe I just figured it was just the... The festival, you know, people are happy and having a good time, and there's f- good food around, and it's just, and it's just, you know, festive time. That's all I've really noticed. H- have you noticed something? When I saw this armored man earlier today, Ooh. Uh, he was throwing a coin into a well, and there was a weird residual effect from when he first did that, and it just. His armor shined as if it were gold. Uh, so I so I kind of followed him around a little bit, see what he was up to, and then he. You, you uh, followed me? Like how long were you? Don't following worry about me? it. <laughs> don't worry. About it. <laughs> I might have to take back my invitation of of companionship Once again. Here. Little... What, what have I done that wasn't hasn't been friendly to you? <laughs> you followed me. That's can what. I can I persuade uh, Rakuzin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're like, like, listen, I'm not trying to do anything nefarious here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like trying to smooth things over. Sure. Sure. Oh no. I rolled a seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, like, uh, this, like persuasion checks and things like that. They're not like charm person. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they give people impressions. So, um, if you're trying to smooth things over with him, why don't you go ahead, accuse and make an insight check. 
Seven. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he says he's following you and he's saying, like, well, I wasn't doing anything bad. You just like something weird happened and I was following you. Like, I'm just keeping an eye on it. Right. And you're like, I guess that can make sense. Like, you don't have to feel any specific way, but what he's saying makes sense. Hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. You know, now that you mention it, when I first got here, I do kind of remember seeing something caught my eye at the fountain as well. So now that you say that, it, it's getting me thinking a little bit more that maybe something's going on. Hmm. Should we go back and check out that fountain? Was something... Was something Didn't you say you there? were from here earlier? Um, not right here, but like around the area. I've been to the festival. Before. Has anything um significant ever happened at the festival? Nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, you know, in big crowds like this, there's definitely reports of pickpocketing and like there's every now and then some some crime at the festivals for sure, but like there's no there's nothing ever that's been uh hugely of note or anything yeah fergus did you notice anything um this was at the halfling temple yes okay (laughs) i think so yeah yes it was yeah i know i know of the the temple i i guess i didn't know anything like halflings are they really reliable i don't who is the racist one now? <laughs> oh yeah! Wow! No. Yeah, Fergus, thank you. Fergus doesn't like halflings. That's just, thank that's you, just, Rakusin. Oh, oh, now you're just throwing the blame. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's, this isn't a team. This is a time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you get if you guys want to check it out, I'll I'll come. But I, I mean, it's halfling magic. What are you gonna do? Um, I think I'm gonna go back and check out the fountain. I want to see if anything, anything's noticeable. I'm intrigued. I'll check it out with you. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna start walking towards it because I'm thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Bear's like water. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Looks like Bear wants to go too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you're all able to. You easily get up, make your way over to where it was. It's like. There's a big temple there. It's pretty easy to spot amongst the like other normal buildings. Um, you take a look at it. It looks like the stone looks like it's from this area. There's nothing particularly of note about it. It's not like fine marble or anything. It just seems to be like naturally occurring stone, maybe like limestone. It's kind of like light in color, like whitish. Um, you can tell that it's been here a long time. When you look kind of like in the inside down at the water, there's uh, there's like it's well tended to. So it's not like, ooh, it's not covered in moss or anything. But when something is had water in it like when rocks have had water in them for a long time there's that like obvious sort of like staining that occurs uh just from it being there and there's like money in there so there's minerals and stuff in it um so there's like evidence that this has been here and that's been here for a long time other than that nothing nothing particularly of note or or king um give give me give me some coins no i'm just gonna throw them in to the fountain I'm just going to stick my face in it and drink it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so. Cookie's not alarmed by that. Bear just does things. Bear just does what Bear wants. When Bear's thirsty, she gets, she drinks. <laughs> well, I feel, I feel like 
Bear is about like it's gonna do that, and then we'll probably see the effects from from Bear's face being in the. I was water. like, my highest stats constitution. It's fine. <laughs> I'll find out um, what happened. <laughs> go ahead and roll me a one d one hundred thirty. So you you go to drink from this, and like this water is sweeter than what you're used to drinking. It's got like. It's almost like thick, not like viscous, like, um, not viscous, like it has substance to it, but when you, um, you know, you travel through cities a lot with your friend and you, when you were out by yourself in your self-imposed hermitage, uh, there's like really clean tasting fresh water that you had access to that isn't as easy to access in the city. There's always that sort of like, that like humanoid taint to it of it having um like pollutants or it being like standing water or just not as fresh uh, not as like delicious or whatever um and that that almost seems like it's thinned down sometimes like just because of all the other junk that ends up in there and this is just like it reminds you of like your favorite pool that you had nearby wherever it was that you had like it, you had lived through your self-imposed hermitage. There's like there's this reminiscence to it. And as you're drinking, you you when you looked in before, you you saw that it had nothing but coins in there. And now that your like head is in it and you're like lapping up this water, you look in and there's like a piece of paper in the bottom. Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna come up for air and then I'm gonna go in and grab the paper. <laughs> okay. Come up, breathe. Go back in. We're all just watching Bear like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you really just, going for it. I mean, it is a sight to see. <laughs> yeah. You all just like looked in there. And then when Bear like went to take a drink, you all like looked over at Bear. And the whole town's head, watching us. <laughs> right. The, their head comes up. It goes back down. It comes back up with like a rolled up piece of paper in their mouth. Like, oh, Bear, where did you find that? That was in the fountain? I'm going to I'm going to drop it. I'm going to poke it a little bit. And then I can't eat it, so I'm gonna ignore it after that. Yeah, you smell it, that's and it's fair. That's, that's it. Yeah. Smells like that stuff that Cookie's always using to like. It's what happens before baking. This stuff is what makes baking happen. The wax paper mm. stuff. And you're yeah, you're like you know I don't know what she does with this, but there's something Here. that she does, and then Cookie's later happen. So okay. this is probably for you. So I throw it at <laughs> Cookie. <laughs> Yeah, she so like not like hand it over either in her mouth or like knows it over to her or something. Yep. Cookie grabs it. She she opens it. So <laughs> what, is it, what does it say? You open it up and you look at it. Um, there's no words on here. There's like a big glyph. There are several sigils that you recognize immediately to be arcane, uh, being that you are an arcane caster in nature. Go ahead and make an arcana check. This isn't a spell that you already know. It's one you could know. So we'll see if it's one that you happen to be familiar enough with that you can recognize what this does. 14. So there's this spell. It's a long way off for you. Uh, This is pretty powerful from your standpoint. You're pretty sure that this could create or destroy water. It's a a spell that's... Yeah, a little bit ways off for you. It takes a little bit more power than you would currently have access to. With a scroll, though, you can cast the spell once. It'll go away. But that's cool and also weird because you swear you didn't see paper in there before. Wow. Isn't this weird, guys? 
I swear I didn't see paper in here before. (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder where that came from. This thing creates or destroys water. Isn't that nuts? (laughs) That is pretty cool. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? I said that's amazeballs. <laughs> I really want it to be canon that like the only words that Bear ever actually speaks is amazeballs. <laughs> yeah, and we're like amazeballs. Oh. Like Bear doesn't speak often, so that's wow. This is a big deal. It, it must be amazeballs. Wow. <laughs> it must be amazing. Man, that's really cool though. I hope that'll be that'll be useful in the future. Store that away. Hmm. Why why would they why would a scroll for creating water or destroying water be in a pool of water? It's already there. Yeah, it seems a little redundant. <laughs> I have no idea. Are we supposed to did they try and destroy the water? This is supposed Maybe to be Maybe they're a, telling us to destroy that water. Who? In the fountain. I don't know, whoever put the scroll there. Maybe they're saying to, to destroy the water in the fountain. But at that point... Out of just... frustration, I grab the scroll and I just use it. And I just destroy <laughs> the water in the well. What? Just listening oh. to them talking oh back and forth. Oh my okay. God. I just um, it was good water. cookie. That was cookie scroll. So you're holding it and your unnamed friend reaches over and tries to grab it from grab you. It. Do you allow that to happen? I think Cookie would let would let go of it. Okay, so you're sitting yeah. there holding it, and this person reaches over and just kind of like, obviously intending to take it, and you're like taking it back, and you just kind of stand there. And so Morthos, she looks at you confusedly and allows you to take the scroll. And so you open it up and you try to cast to destroy water. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's actually only a first level spell, uh, but you can't read it. It doesn't make any sense to you. You look at it and you can see you can see the arcane sigils. You can see the glyph. Like you recognize it as a spell scroll. But when you attempt to cast it, nothing happens because you can't really like you can't make it through. This isn't something that's like within okay. your wheelhouse. So then I just stick my arm back out and give it back to Cookie. <laughs> yeah. So he, he like takes it and he like frustratedly opens up and then just like rolls it back up and gives it to you. <laughs> Use this. Fergus is like, what the fuck are you doing? What was that all about? I just thought I'd get something done here. You two are just standing there arguing, trying to figure out, should we drink the water? Should we fill the water up? Should we get rid of the water? Just just use the thing. Mm. That's not how decisions are made. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We got to figure this out together, right? Even though we just met each other, we're going to figure this out together. Uh, In the meantime, Bear's just going to drink some more water. <laughs> okay. It tastes similarly good as it did before. It tastes so good. But it doesn't hurt, Bear? What? It doesn't hurt? It does not hurt. No. Okay. All right, guys. So I can do this spell, but I don't know if we should do it. We should put this to a vote. What do you guys think? Obviously, Mysterious Friend wants us to do it. Maybe what one about of you, the... Fergus? Maybe one of the sparkle people can can see what what's making the fountain so magical. Yeah, I think that's what we're putting a vote to right now. No, we're no, to she out wants if... to use the scroll. Why don't she? Yeah. Why don't you look in the water? See, we're if de- it's... we've definitely all looked at the water. We've been standing around it for a little bit, but nobody's nobody's like investigated the water. Is what mm. I'm suggesting. There is an investigation thing. Someone There's like a chuckle out. from behind you all. 
that you, uh, Recusen, recognize to be the, like, acolyte that you remember from growing up. Oh. Uh, and there's a, a woman, like, standing behind you all in, um, like, kind of symbolish robes, but they're, they're, like, um, yellow in hue, and there's, like, cloth of gold, sort of, like, embroidery and, like, uh, like, embellishments to it. And she's just kind of, like, giggling into her hand. And when you turn around like that, she's she's just looking at you, accusing and says, I imagine that me and her are like buddies. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Hannah. That's her name. I'm, I'm saying her name's All Hannah. All right, fine. Her name's <laughs> Hannah now. Uh, like, hey. so, uh, so she kind of like so. laughs and, and like, yeah, like there's a familiarity there. Yeah. And, and uh, she says, after all this time and you don't know why. <laughs> what do I not know? Why what? Timora. You come to the lady, you receive a blessing. Of course. Is there is there a reason for that? That I don't know? She's the goddess of fortune. She doesn't necessarily smile on everyone, but when she smiles on you, it's worth celebrating. Huh. Huh. So maybe, maybe this is nothing more than the, the goddess at work. I threw in some coins earlier, and now she's repaid us with the scroll. Maybe we can use it later. Maybe. Maybe it won't come of any use to you at all. Just something that she gave you. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I My vote is that we don't use this scroll. I don't think there's anything going on with this fountain other than the the local religion. I think we need to just go back about our day, enjoy the rest of this festival, and then I'm going to head out uh, before nightfall. Uh, Fergus... The encloaked one. Fergus goes... So... It- so it's a halfling slot machine, and he and he, <laughs> he kind of smiles and, and throws in a, one of his gold uh, pieces. Ooh, a gold. Okay, that's what I was asking for before. <laughs> she, she kind of laughs at you and says, "Well, Tamora is a goddess of all. I don't know why you would." And then, like, it plinks into the water, or plunks, I should say, as you do that. Um, so go around, roll one one d hundred for one d one hundred for me. Is Bear still drinking? Uh, I think I'm I'm full. <laughs> it's built around a uh, naturally occurring underground spring, as I had mentioned earlier. So even though Bear is drinking some, it's like it is fulfilling itself from the mm. bottom. Like this structure was built to house the water that was coming up from this spring. Seventy. Prince uh, Fergus Bog of the Kingdom of Faraway rolls seventy. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment, as you toss this in and you're looking down in the water, it's like the bottom of it disappears. All of a sudden, you can't see the bottom of the fountain. The coins are all gone. It looks like this, like, almost like a tube of just a vast expanse of water. And you, like, for a moment, it almost feels like there's rocks in your shoes and it's a little uncomfortable. But that feeling kind of goes away uh, after a moment and it was just like a really odd sensation and you just feel like if there was a foot race today you would definitely win mm. like you're not really sure why but you just feel like you just feel fast you just feel like agile like a little bit, a little bit more limber yeah yeah like you had a really good stretch all of a sudden like it's bizarre hmm. do we notice watching him Watching Fergus do this, do we notice anything like, like we did earlier when Rakuzin did? Yeah. So anyone who's like glanced, at, who has happened to look at the water as he kind of like does this without really like announcing ahead of time that he's going to do it, 
Um, you see kind of the same thing to an extent, like you're looking in the water and it's like, as the coin hits the water, instead of having the sort of like topical reaction it did before, the waves almost look like you're looking into a deep expanse of water. Like for whatever reason, you couldn't see the bottom for a second there. And then it was like, it was like you were looking in and it looked like a vast expanse of water. And then you could just almost like see something moving in it. Like there was like a shadow that passed and then it went back to normal. Um, There wasn't, there didn't seem to be a reaction on him like there was last time, except there was like, like a slight expression he made as if he had like stepped on something funny for a second there, like a, like a slight ever so slight, like not even a wince, but like an acknowledgement that there was like some modicum of discomfort. Um, And then everything looked like it did before. What did you see? Sparkle, sparkle guy. You should, you should try jumping in. I'll I'll pass. Oh come on! <laughs> Everybody else is doing. Everybody else is playing in the water. Why don't you jump in? You fun. made a noise like you saw something. Did you Did you uh, see something? It was just it was nothing. You should jump in. I didn't see the the, the bottom fall out. It was fine. Why don't you jump in? <laughs> Can I try to persuade him to say what he saw? I'm um, sure. What would you say to try to talk this type of character mm. into, um, like not kind of like playfully? messing back with you and to like actually share what do you think you would say to accomplish that i'd say listen oaf (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have to throw me in (laughs) why don't you tell me what you saw um that's not gonna work for me i can i can I could roll intimidation to be like, yeah, I will throw him in. Um. So well, first, go ahead and make your persuasion roll. Oh, oh yeah, he needs to. Yeah. Nineteen. <laughs> oh shit, that's pretty. So, well, remember, like, this is like a skill. Like, yeah. it can't override your free will. Yeah. Skills do not do that. That is only a spell can do that. Um, and you would still get a save. So go ahead and make an insight check. Ten. Yeah. Okay. My charisma is not my strong suit. And oh no, that's wisdom. <laughs> is, that, inside is wisdom. <laughs> yeah, damn it. So he says this and like against against all uh like practicality, which you would think like if someone was trying to talk you into doing something or like persuade you, like influence your decision making process in some way, you would think that they would appeal to you, especially being someone of your birth, you're used to people kind of like the idea of people like prostrating themselves to you, like um, like begging or or um, beseeching, and the fact that this person is so like flippantly treating you like anyone else, you can choose to feel about that however you want. But it's like it's just like an interesting way to approach it. You don't really understand what his angle is, but but it's like it's like strangely like maybe not a, not refreshing or not like appealing because you know you want you there's like a degree of respect that you would like. Um, but it's kind of like when a royal has a good advisor who isn't just a yes man. It's almost like that sort of treatment. You don't necessarily trust him, but it, he's not like pulling any punches with you. And there's like there's a degree of respect you can allow to that. I, I think Fergus is just like, I don't know what's up with the the thing. It's magic. I that's that's all I can tell you. Because I think I think for for one, like feeling more limber isn't. He's not gonna. 
know that oh this is a thing he's just gonna and he already kind of joked about the the thing going away so he's Mm -hmm. just going like it's a magic thing that's all i know all right all right are we done here at this fountain let's i'm i'm done there's nothing more to do here at this fountain ladies and gentlemen we're moving in (laughs) i think i think we should uh ask around find out more about this fountain I really don't think it's anything more than the the goddess Timora. Um, um, I think uh, Fergus Fergus uh, talks to Hannah, mm-hmm. and and yep. it is like, can you can you tell me more about your your goddess, the the fountain lady, <laughs> the halfling Timora? Yeah, she's the the lady of fortune. Fortune favors the bold. Fortune favors the giving. Um, she encourages us to take care, especially of adventurers. Um, mostly our temples offer healing services, and sometimes we donate things that have been donated to us to help you in your quest. Uh, it's a dangerous life, and uh, she likes people who who pursue that sort of thing and test their luck. Um, she can often be heard being invoked or beseeched and also worshipped in houses where uh, gambling occurs but she she looks over everyone her her blessings are um they're as much of a chance as as anything about fate uh and fortune could be there's never really a reason to know why unless she actually speaks directly to you in which case i think that you would probably be somebody who had spent their lives in dedication to her uh, because if not that would be rather unfair but fortune is as it is so has she spoken to you? Not directly. She does uh, answer my prayers when I ask for someone to be healed or try to augur uh, decisions to help them make their way in the future. So my prayers are successful. There is a uh, reward for my devotion, but I haven't had like a vision or anything like that. What? What? What'd you get from the fountain? I've never received anything from the fountain. I gather the coins that are that are offered to her daily, and we use that in helping tend to the poor and the adventurers that come through. So you spent your entire life th- taking care of this gambling parlor, and you you don't even get anything. This is not a gambling parlor. Eh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Everyone that worships gods has a tendency to want to give them offerings in in exchange for um, or in hopes of garnering favor or just having good luck, having them smile upon them in some way. And um, I don't know, I suppose the the life of taking care of people who are a little bit more apt to risk taking seemed like a path for me. Uh, She's just always spoken to me in, in a more metaphysical sense, I suppose. Excuse me, miss. You and uh, Rakuzin here, you guys know each other. Is there anyone else around that might be excited to hear he's back in town and maybe would like to see him? I Only he would know that, I suppose. <laughs> um, let me think. I... I'm gonna say no, because, like, I feel like if, if there were... It w- I would have already went to him, you know what I mean? I feel like Hannah's the only one that... She's the only one that, like, has stayed in the area of the festival and that was there since I grew up, you know? But me and, me and her, we go way back. 
we're we're buddies. We're uh, I I wish I had more time to catch up, but well, well, why don't we? You know, <laughs> we were just gonna head down the road. Why don't we go? Why don't we go hang out for a little while? Yeah, sure. I'm down with it. Hannah, do you? I mean, are you working? Like, are you on the clock? Like, what's the, <laughs> what's the deal here? What do you punch out? Can you take Can you take fifteen? Like, many people have come to the fountain today, but we haven't been administering sermons uh, because everyone is is off. Uh, really, this whole festival is a little bit touched by time war. These are all games of chance in a way. Like every every measure of skill still has a certain degree of of chance to it so that's what um, a big green guy's been saying this whole time yeah so (laughs) so your people are the ones rigging it no not 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 rigging anything these prizes are paltry why would we go to the trouble of making people lose to lose out on a meat pie man i don't i don't know what your halfling people are into (laughs) but it was rigged i'm just hey man don't talk to hannah like that all right she's just doing her best She's she's we she's still on the clock like she's working this place. Okay, I got, I like, got no problem her with her. They're they're just the games are rigged. She she puts her hand on your shoulder, kind of like in a, like a reassuring pat, and she's like, "And where there is some degree of chance in every game of skill, there still has to be a decent amount of skill." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> I think if you're all looking for something to do, the uh, the dance should start soon. And this year, I think they've got a sword dancer who also breathes fire. That should be nice and interesting. And a little bit of a change from the routine. Wow. Uh, and afterwards, there's this this troupe that everyone's been talking about. They uh, the, they call themselves the Mages of Light or the Mages of Luminosity or something along those lines. And do do they uh, do they sparkle? Yes, they intend to do some sort of light-based show after the he, sun goes down. He uh, whacks um, uh, the sorcerer and is like, look, other sparkle magic. Yes, I heard. <laughs> I'm sorry for him. He's a, he's a handful. Oh, this isn't even remotely the worst thing I've ever seen. And she kind of like she walks over to the front of this temple and and like she mentioned there not being a lot of activity. It does definitely seem like everybody's out enjoying the festival. Um she takes out like a key and she locks the door and she's um like looks over in the fountain. She gathers up the coins that are there first, goes back inside, places them inside somewhere, comes back out and locks the door. And says, "Here, I'll I'll show you. I'll show you the way." All right. And she she leads you over to kind of like it's not in the central uh, portion of town, uh, but it's kind of like adjacent to that. Like um, the opening area is where the sort of like carnival and like food court esque type areas are set up, uh, and then there's there's like the uh, the bazaar kind of in the middle, and on the other side of that, this like pavilion has been erected, and um, they're like local bards, you know, like uh, performing performing just various like jovial songs, and you could hear that the whole time that you were engaging in the festival. There's always like music or something coming from um, from some corner, storytellers, what have you. Um, all of the storytellers have stopped. All of the musicians have stopped. There's like one little one like bardic troupe that's finishing up their last song as you make your way over there. And it's heading on into the evening now. It's not dark or anything outside, but it's kind of like that like dusky sort of like sun going down type of uh, time frame. And um, somebody gets up on this pavilion and they're, they're making this announcement about, 
now the the summer the summer festival we've been doing this here and uh, for you know many many years on my father before him and his father before him and we've always pervade you know like blah, blah 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 and he's kind of like droning on and on about the history of the town and how his family's taken care of it for all these generations and whatever and they're not like nobility but they're obviously like some sort of like governance and it's been like passed down hereditarily and he says without further ado the warrior dance and he kind of like watches walks off of stage um and he introduces this person called mithre apollyon and this woman she walks on stage and she's got um this like this caramely pretty um like shiny skin that she seems to have like uh, maybe there's like a golden sheen to it like she has applied some sort of like really luminescent makeup that reflects the light a lot um there she sets down a few different like bottles or like flasks of things type of on the side and there's a like this long dangling red cloth tucked into this belt she's wearing she's wearing a lot of cloth clothing but there's leathers over it that are of the similar color so there's bits of her outfit which are like these flowy pants uh and like a like a like a sleeveless sort of top there's aspects of it that have loose flowing cloth so that they can kind of like move as she moves but a lot of it is sort of shrouded by the similarly colored colored leather and the reason for that becomes apparent when um she pulls out three sabers and there's uh there's like a a group of bards off to the side who are playing uh this kind of like it's almost like mostly a cadence, uh, a, like of percussive sounds, more than there's like a lot of like wind instruments that are involved. Um, but to coincide with the music of the band, she begins to dance, and she's she's got these like very real looking sabers that look sharp and dangerous, and she's um, like throwing them up in the air, and she's able to catch them with her bare hands and kind of like flip them around and do um, these like spinning tricks with them and she'll do it with one hand on one as she throws another one up in the air and catches it and twirls it around her and then there's a point where she stabs one down into um, the like planks that make up this pavilion uh, where it's like kind of like slides between two of them so it's less that she's like strength stabbing it into the ground and more like she's like deliberately like placed it there so that it will hold its place for a moment and she crouches down and like deftly takes a swig from one of these flasks and grabs a torch that's been placed off to the side and she kind of like out over above the crowd she's far enough away that it wouldn't actually be over anyone's head but because of the spectacle of it it does kind of like look like this fire comes shooting out over everyone as she pulls the torch in front of her face and like blows this arc of fire out Um, and she continues on for like a solid 30 minutes and at first it seems like there's like a performance aspect to it and then she kind of like sets everything down and she engages in this dance and you can hear kind of like the talk in the area of people Uh, recounting the like story of the warrior goddess uh, and the like the constellation and how she forged she she, like fought a great battle and was forever immortalized in the stars and that's what this is representing and she's going through these like battle um, stances and there starts to be as like um, as time goes on and she finishes up and the sun is starting to go down the same person comes back out and he's announcing the um, these mages of light and uh, these three sorcerers, um, and they say, he says the mages of light, they are the sorcerers of light. So you know them to be sorcerers, perhaps. That's what they call themselves anyway. Um, he introduces them. Uh, they take their hoods off, and he introduces Madon, Leona, and Nils. And they essentially, um, there's no music accompaniment to this. 
But it's like a fireworks show, if you were to think of it in like the performance in modern day. Some of them are much larger than what you would be familiar with via prestigitation. The sorcerer and what's what what spells do you have, Cookie? Or what cantrips, I should say. I think it's Mage Hand and Minor Illusion. You think that yeah. they're probably using some minor illusion. You're familiar with prestigitation. You don't personally know it, but it's not, it was one of the options that you had when you were learning your cantrips. Um, so you recognize that they're using that. There's some other spells that seem a little bit different, though. Um, it, it's hard to say exactly what they've done. Maybe they've, they're just making like a combination of different things, but some of them are bigger than you would have expected them to be. And it seems like they're almost able to like to cast these spells in such a way that they like shoot away from them and then like explode further on. And you're not sure whether it's, um, they're actually like really powerful. And these are, um, spells that would have other intense, uh, intentions or, um, that they're just like using these as a spectacle. And that's the way that they make a living instead of doing something more dangerous, like delving into temples and ruins and things like that. But it's uh, it's like a dazzling display. There's all the colors of the rainbow. Uh, it starts off small. It ends with this like grand finale. And um, there's like this sort of moment that they've obviously worked up to where the three of them will face each other and they start casting some sort of spell. And the spellcasters in the group can recognize that a lot of what they're doing is for show at first because it doesn't seem to have any sort of arcane significance, the sort of like motions that they're going through. But then at the end, they do something really quickly and this like beam of light shoots up out of their hands, almost like... Um, like it's a projectile and it goes shooting up into the air. And as it explodes, it's, it's centered kind of like, as you watch it go up into the air, it's like they've lined it up with the constellation that you recognize to be the warrior goddess. And even if you weren't familiar with what that was before, there have been pictures and posters and carvings and things all over this festival. So at this point, it would be impossible for you not to be able to tell what that looks like in the sky. And it, it explodes and you see the initial like really big shimmer of golden and blue light. And it's, it is really impressive. And especially the spellcasters are thinking like, gosh, maybe that's something I can do maybe someday. I don't know what type of spell that it might be, but it looks really impressive. And as the kind of like initial light from that starts to fade, there's this tiny like white light that you almost can't even see at first. It begins to expand. And then Pink comes out of it and blue comes out of it and gold comes out of it and green comes out of it. But instead of it being like this like explosive shower of sparks, it's like it's like an epicenter and this circle like shockwave almost is coming out of it. And as you're watching, you realize that this isn't something that they have done perceptibly because it doesn't appear to be in like the sky in front of you so much as it appears to be in the sky. And as this tiny like ball of light gets bigger, it's actually starting to like illuminate the area that has started to like dim with the sun going down. And there's like this weird, um, uncomfortable silence that falls over everyone. And the three of them are still standing there looking up at it kind of, just staring and not moving. And this gets bigger and bigger. And it's it's almost like it was over the point of the tip of the sword. And it begins to spread. And 
It's hard to say how big this might have become, but it was big enough to almost encompass the full size of the sword in this constellation, which is like half the size of the constellation. It's massive. You can see the light from this like explosion on the faces of everyone in the crowd. And as this is happening, a voice rings out in the crowd and it's kind of like panicked and it's hurried. And uh, it sounds like masculine in nature. It's, it's hard to tell where it's coming from because like the sun is going down and there's a whole huge crowd of people. There's like hundreds of people here. But someone is yelling about a prophecy. The prophecy. He says, oh. I knew it. I knew it. The time was right. The prophecy. The warrior woman bathes in light. A time of war. A time of strife. When the star returns tonight, the stone is the only key to life. And he's like yelling this over and over and people are starting to like, um, like, whisper amongst themselves. Something should have popped up for you. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. So Whoa. this is what you're seeing. Oh. Spread out across the sky, like supernova style. And at first it wasn't clear that it wasn't like a firework or whatever, but eventually it became very abundantly clear that this was something going on like celestially. This is in the heavens, quote unquote. Hmm. And that's what the person was yelling about. The guy comes out and yells this prophecy. Mm-hmm. Wait, can we? Where? Where? Where is he? Can we find? I, I turn this, to Rakuzin and say, "Hey, when were we gonna head out?" <laughs> it was gonna be before <laughs> it got dark, but they they started this whole Hannah let us down here. They started this whole show. Where? Where's the guy who just yelled about the prophecy? Next time, will they find out who yelled about the prophecy? Will Morthos, Morth- Morthos stay, or will he just fucking fuck off? Because or ever give us his name? Stuff? Me and Rakuzin <laughs> hitting the road. Yeah, will they ever find out what his name is? Did Bear enjoy the fireworks show? Did Cookie <laughs> get a new cookie idea from the fireworks show? Next time. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I was. I, I didn't get a chance to do this because uh, Teddy interrupted me, but. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, cookies make me gassy. (laughs) (laughs) You were going to say that like an hour ago when you got a cookie? After that, I was just like, Frankis is going to fart now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, you will enjoy this exciting conclusion at another time, but uh, everyone's going to tell... You where they can you can find more about them, starting with Teddy Chineris. Fergus is gonna fart now. Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> twitch.tv slash Teddy Chineris. Twitter's the same, Instagram's the same, YouTube as well. You know, just do the things. Yeah. Matt. Uh at Dilbert Pickled uh on the internet so twitch twitter probably actually most of my appearances are on last geek related content now so uh check out last geek stuff uh bear 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 tv slash dr beckers with an s and twitter.com slash dr beckers with a z um aaron do you want to plug your twitter I guess I don't really have a social presence, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Aaron C seven eight nine. You can follow me on Twitter dot com slash lastgeek, lastgeek.com and youtube.com slash lastgeek. Katie, our our amazing DM, where can people uh, hear more from you? 
Um, I'm Katie Quixotic everywhere. Surprisingly, nobody uses that in their usernames. So um, the only places I really use it are Twitch and Twitter. I don't really do much with Instagram. And I haven't been streaming on Twitch as much lately. But if you do want to watch anything, just follow me on Twitter. And that's where you'll be able to... I'll tell you what I'm doing. (laughs) Cool. And you'll hear the exciting conclusions next time. On Dragon Ball... Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.